0: These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old.
1: Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema A to B. Alec, we're going to talk about it. This is one of our favorites. This is 2008 when it was HBO and not (laughs) Max. Nonsense. This is 2008's mini series, Generation Kill.
0: So, I had the pleasure of watching this this year recently, probably the last couple months I went through and was like, yep, you know what I haven't watched for a while? Generation Kill. I'm going to tell you, it holds up. I think this is probably my third or fourth full watch through. I've started a couple times, watched the first episode probably two or three times more than all the others, just as I'm like getting myself thinking I was going to watch through it again. But it holds up. The character development in this series is amazing. Just the differences in characters, how they build them, how their arcs go, how they deal with everything. I mean, they really took this book. I know mean, I haven't read the book, so keep in mind they may be very different, but from what I've read and what I've heard, they've done a great job of bringing the book to the screen. And the actors they cast, like it's not a who's who at all. I think only one or two characters are really well known even at this point the others are pretty much no names or still b c list actors but they bring it it's it's fantastic it kind of gives you just an insight from what i've heard of the marine corps and how it operates and just the frustrations and some of the issues that we ran into with invading iraq that it just captures it really, really well, and captures these characters kind of going through it. So, it's an easy—not an easy watch. Sorry, excuse me, but it's a great watch to kind of get this. So, and you were the one who turned me on to it. So,
1: yeah, and my and what? my dad was the one I think that first saw it and was like, "You have to watch this." And my and my dad's impetus for for recommending it so highly, my dad for a four year stretch from eighty four to eighty eight was a uh, was eighty second Airborne. He was a paratrooper. Mm. And we were stationed, uh, I don't know what it's called now. They changed the damn name. Used to be Fort Bragg <laughs> in North Carolina. Now it's, I don't know, Fort Freedom or something. But anyway, he recommended it because he was like, this is the closest thing to being in modern military that he'd ever seen. Mm. Like it just the, 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 <laughs> the depravity, <laughs> the, the, just the crazy personalities Um, from all walks of life that you encounter in the modern US military. And so that's what really resonated with him was just like this. He's like, Ben, this was, this is what it was like. This is, these are the guys that you're serving alongside. This is how ridiculous this is. And, and, but these are, I mean, as far as United States military, I mean, this isn't just run of the mill Marine. I mean, Marine, a Marine's pretty elite anyway. It's not a large fighting force. But um is. but this is this is Marine Recon. And you know, go go YouTube what it takes to become a recon Marine. Holy smokes. I mean, they they're uh and and the Marines have bought brought back this uh the Raiders, which is now their kind of um combat special forces. I think they're they work with with their SF now, but they're because mm. Recon's different recon's a totally different ball game. I mean, your your whole idea is that you get in, scope everything out and get out without anybody really knowing you were there. They do encounter resistance, but that's that's not what they're built to do. So, but the training these guys go through is just insane. I mean, you've got they they go to they go to jump school, so they're paratrooper qualified, they go to mountain training, um desert warfare, you know, you name it, they've done it. So these are like elite, elite unit, which is hilarious because they're still, <laughs> they still come off as dysfunctional as like they just, you know, that training just doesn't inherently get rid of your personality. Yeah. No. So the comedy is nonstop. I mean, this is one of the funniest miniseries that. I mean there's humor in Band of Brothers but it's it's not this cuz this is just this is the modern warfighter and they're funny as hell. I mean they really are. And so and they got that right. Like they did. Ray person, Corporal person, <laughs> it, that's like that's the guy. And
0: hey, yeah. <laughs> And, and I already love because uh, James Ranson, who plays Corporal Person, is in The Wire in season two, which he's absolutely fantastic in as well. So I was really happy to see him. But like HBO does that kind of thing where like I've noticed they use a lot of the same actors from series to series to series. I'm not sure how that really happens because they're all produced by different people. But I guess someone up on high from HBO is like, these are our guys. We're going to use these guys in all of the shows, which I'm OK with, like especially in the case of of James's.
1: HBO then was kind of a small tight knit family as far as the shows they had running. So yeah, he, he does show up in a lot of other HBO programming. Um, Mm -hmm. but of course the, the guy that ended up being the biggest star from this for good reason is Alexander Skarsgård. Um, Son of our shows, one of our show's favorite <laughs> favorite actors ever, Stellan Scott, who's and, not in this, but no, you know, but still fantastic. And Alexander <laughs> is incredible in this, and this is the yeah. first. This is the first thing I ever saw him in, and yeah. when I found out he wasn't American, I was just blown away. I was just like, "Wait, what?" And he's he delivers a performance that is very much in line with the real Brad Iceman. Colbert like that. And you talk about a professional soldier. That's, that's what Iceman is. I, I don't know if, I think he's retired now. I'm not sure. Highly decorated did basically did in a broad program where he was embedded with, with uh, the Royal Marines in the UK Mm -hmm. for a while cross training, And so he plays that character really, really well. Like he's the, he, the rest of them are kind of screw ups, but well, except for, except for Rudy, yeah, which was actually plays himself. It's the real guy, Rudy Reyes. And Rudy actually shows up as one of the trainers in this, I don't know, NBC, or I think ran this reality show a couple months back called special forces world's toughest test. And they had a bunch of (laughs) ex-actors and um or current like b-level actors and some athletes former athletes run through a mini version of special forces out in jordan and rudy yeah. rudy was one of the one of the instructors <laughs> still it's still is, he's like 50 he's in his 50s freaking yoked just still jacked
0: i mean if, if this is the guy in the first episode because i'm sure he actually did it because but he did it in the show who's they're in the desert and I guess Saudi Arabia, or I don't know where they filmed it, but I'm sure he was in Saudi Arabia at the time, but literally like what puts on a gas mask loads his like, weighted you know, vest. harness up with, with, with rocks, you know, puts a backpack on filled with rocks and
1: then runs yeah. miles. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. He's, he's a beast. But he's he's a beast. the real deal. So yeah, he's the, he's the real deal and just plays himself in this, but
0: it does a good job. Like he, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not like some of these others where they get the real people like 15 17 to Paris where like you could tell they're not actors. <laughs> not to throw that on the bus, but we're going to throw that yeah. on the bus. But uh but Rudy he like he does a really great job of, you know, delivering lines and kind of interacting with these other other actors. I was really happy with that.
1: Yeah, the the cast is um the cast is great and and it doesn't even matter if these guys are in minor minor parts or more major um, everybody now, nobody's really, I'm looking through and, and a few of these guys have had nice careers on television. Like, um, hmm. the guy that plays thick Stark, yeah. Stark, Stark Sands. Sands, he's, he's carved out a decent career in television. And then so has uh, John Huertas that plays, uh, Antonio aspero like he's, he's a regular on, uh, Oh, that, that show with. Oh, this is us. He was a regular oh, on this is us. Yeah. So he's. Oh he, yeah. Cause he plays the, the, the yeah, stepdad. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of carved out a nice career. Um, the guy, when I f- first saw this, the only guy that I recognized is the guy that plays Evan Wright, Lee, <coughs> oh, Lee Turchison. Cause he's in Wayne's world. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> no, so man, he, he plays you. the, he plays the Rolling Stone reporter and this is all true. So Evan, Evan Wright got embedded with Marine recon in 2003 during the invasion of Iraq and wrote articles for Rolling Stone magazine while he was embedded with the unit. And then, uh, yeah, I believe they compiled those into a, into a book, in the book. Yeah. and then that's what the, that's what the show's based on. So yeah, it's all, it's all true. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, <laughs> My favorite lines are you know, Oh yeah, we're going to strong point cities with unarmored Humvees.
0: <laughs> hey look Brad, we took an airfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um it's just dumb what they did with this. I mean like I mean they even talk about it. They like you take some of the most highly trained Marines and you put them in Humvees to basically just do random little like missions but are not anything what they're actually like built to do. Like you said, strong point of town and unarmored Humvees. Like what the heck? But there's a whole,
1: there's a whole doctrine at the war college on, on like sewing. How do you sew fear in your enemy? And you do stuff like this. You take, Mm -hmm. you know, you take these elite units and you do some really gutsy stuff with them where you, And because they didn't even go through, I mean, they went through that one town, but there was another one. They just bypassed and even mess with it. Um, I'm trying to look who is the, uh, this is one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah. It's the guy that plays general Mattis (laughs) and he's only in two episodes, but they're up on that bridge (laughs) and he's just chewing that guy out. Yeah. And, um, totally, (laughs) totally played mad dog Mattis (laughs) accurately. Cause then Absolutely Mattis not. went on to be what, whose, whose oh. administration was he in? Was it, tr- was it, was it, Trump? Trump's? Yeah, it I was Trump. It was yeah. 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 He didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> Trump didn't listen to him, but yeah, no. that, that whole thing where like they're stalled out on that bridge and Mattis is like this, I'm, I can't use the colorful language, but he basically just yeah. like you guys, you guys, you've, you've got to move. Like we're not, we're not. Here to get stalled out, fighting the enemy like this convoy has to keep pushing, Mm -hmm. and you encounter resistance and you fight back, but it has to keep moving. And yeah, and
0: he's yelling at RTC one, not even actually at the the, uh, recon people at the time, because I think Godfather comes up and he's like, "We're going to take care of this." Godfather. Wait, sorry, we're going to take care of this. Yeah,
1: you know, that guy's a really good actor too.
0: Because yeah. um, he doesn't sound like that at all. I think that's not
1: his voice. No, and he asks, he's like, and, why do you talk like that? And he's like, throat cancer. <laughs> he's like, were you a smoker? He's like, no, just lucky, I guess. Just lucky. <laughs> that's how good the writing is in this. Yeah, it's uh, Chance oh, Kelly played um, Ferrando. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the characters are just <laughs> an Encino man, <laughs> which I guess the real guy is just super pissed. About this show. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: No, do not paint him as a very good character. No. Uh, I was, I was really happy. Um, Michael Kelly, who plays uh, Alpha Team's captain, Brian Patterson, I think, or whatever. I, I really like him as an actor. Oh, yeah. Like, like watching him in, uh, obviously he's in Jack Ryan right now on Amazon. He was in, oh my goodness, the name is Escapes Me, but it's the, um the one, Uh, The DC show House of Cards, uh, House of Cards. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, With House of Cards. Like, I think he's fantastic. Honestly, like a really good character. he's, He's one of he's one of those character actors that I think actually can hold his own and have his own show, like put him in the lead of something. And I think he could bring it. I think he could hold it. So, I mean, he just has that kind of charismatic kind of feeling to him where I'm like just drawn to him. And he does a great job in this of playing one of the competent captains in this force recon you know, team. So it's uh, going back. There's a lot of great lines. We've already said several of them that are in yeah, this. I try not to this make this an
1: entire quote, <laughs> quote episode.
0: I, there's a special place in my heart because it references one of my favorite comedies, the in-laws that Evan Wright, as they're running away from being shot at or whatever, and they're all like going straight. And then, then rolling stone guy goes, runs and he's running side to side, side to side. He yes. just like serpentine Shelly serpentine. And they're just <laughs> like, no, just go straight. That's the dumbest thing that you've ever done. <laughs> like- well,
1: I love it when he gets, he gets his junk caught in that, in that, um, <laughs> yeah, right. they that sweat. chemical warfare suit that's too small. Yeah. And they're like, they, you know, they cut it, they cut it off. Cause it's like, it's, he's all bound up in it and it's bad because yeah. they've, they've just had a gas drill and they're like, this this Rolling Stone reporter's a total screw up. And screw up's not the verbiage they use. And they was like, no. Oh, it'll we'll probably fit right in then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a uh, this
0: such a good show. Yeah. It's I mean, obviously it's a lot of cursing, a lot of crude behavior. I mean, even more so than some of the other stuff out there, but just some of the, the topics they talk about, some of the things they kind of address in within the show, like it, it, it's just a solid commentary of kind of what, like you said, what the modern military really is.
1: Yeah, it really addresses the, um, the only other movie that I can, th- well, a movie that I can think of that addresses the boredom of war would be something like Jarhead. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and this does a good job, too, of just conveying like how often these guys are just sitting around doing nothing or just sitting in Humvees for hours on end while their legs cramp up to get from one objective Wait. to the next. I mean, that's movies portray war is just constant combat. And, mo- and that's that's just not what that's not what this is. That's not what the reality is. It's it's bursts of that followed by absolute boredom. So how else are you going to keep your mind sane than being hysterical and find, just finding, <laughs> you know, is that, do I smell charms in this Humvee? <laughs> <laughs> like you get, it's such a good, I, I totally recommend people watch this. You just, mm-hmm. you need to understand like, you know, for those of us that have never served and I've, I've, I've never served. I, you know, it's a great look at what our modern military is and the walks of life. And, you know, these guys are super professional. Like that's the irony of it is they're just in their downtime. It's just, (laughs) you know, the, the comedy, but when, when push comes to shove and they have an objective to, to achieve, I mean, these guys just switch it on at the drop of the hat and are just it's go time. Yep. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Like it's amazing to watch. And even in the context of the show that these guys exist. Cause yeah, I I do. I, I almost recommend somebody just YouTube Marine recon training and to have an understanding of like what it takes and the fail rate is just as high for that as, as any of the other, you know army special forces ranger ranger school seal it's mm. it's i'm not going to get into a debate of like who's better or whatever that doesn't matter there but these guys are basically special forces adjacent and
0: going on the non-story wise technicality wise like it's shot really well it the sounds like the gun gunfire, the, and the distant gunfire. Cause a lot of times they're sitting outside close to a battle. And so it really does. They've done a great job of, the, you know, the production quality to make it still feel dangerous, even though you're far away, uh, you know, or if that constant ratatat of, of automatic weapons going off, mortars going off, like you really get into the thick of it. They, they, the production value on this is fantastic. Like it really, I, I, it's up there in one of the shows of production value. I don't think it had a huge budget. I think it had a pretty small budget if I remember correctly in regards to other HBO shows.
1: So it's, it's really funny. You know, I just, and I, this is not from memory. Um, I had to look this up. I thought that this was the case and it is, it was shot on super 16 millimeter film, just like band of brothers. Yeah. So it's got the Damn. heavy film grain. This was shot on an Ariflex sr three. Which, is a, which was the, the new 16 millimeter film camera when I was in film school, in graduate school. Mm. We had an SR2 and an SR3. So this is not a fancy camera. And now they, they shot with really nice lenses. They shot with Zeiss super speed glass. Okay. So, but this, was a, this is a lot of run and gun shooting mm-hmm. and it has that style. It's, it's, it's all handheld. But it's not that shaky cam nonsense you get in some other modern movies. Like they don't do that. It's a steady image, but it's, it's handheld, and it's yeah. a beautiful show. Yeah, it looks, it looks like the real thing. Like it, it mm-hmm. really does. It, it just look. It has that look. It feels like they they took sixteen millimeter film cameras and and really embedded with first recon. That's yeah. the way the whole thing looks. Um. So you're right on a technical end. It, it has everything going for it. Um, they kind of strategically do a nice job of a little bit of CGI as far as like when they have those, uh, those Cobra helicopter gunships come in Mm. and and run close air support, but it looks convincing. Like it doesn't look fake, but I don't think that they had, I could be wrong. They, I don't think they had access to, uh, to Cobras. And I don't know how much involvement they had from the Marine Corps, to be honest. I imagine a decent amount that the whole thing looks and feels so accurate that I'm guessing whoever the advisors are, were, were the real deal. And of course you had Rudy, you had Rudy Reyes on site and he's also, I believe credited as a technical advisor. Yeah,
0: he is. Cause I, you know, obviously he was with, he was part of this team. So he was able to kind of, tell them like, nah, this is right. Or at least tell them where they could kind of push the envelope of turning it into, you know, a series or television series for dramatic purposes or whatever. Um, and not really lose too much out on it, but no really well done. Just, I mean, it's a lot of the same, obviously it's a lot of sand, a lot of desert hues, a lot of tans, a lot of Browns, but yet it still looks great. I mean, I, I'm glad they did that 16 millimeter film at that, that grain. Cause it does feel like you're on the ground with them. It doesn't feel like the super polished, you know, which detracts and makes me feel like I'm farther away. It feels like I'm right there almost looking at it.
1: So I didn't realize this. I just pulled this up. This is not where I would have guessed that they shot this. So they shot in South Africa mm-hmm. and Mozamb- oh. Mozambique and a little bit in uh, Namibia. It's superb. It sits, mm-hmm. it sits in those, those HBO series alongside like band of brothers. Um, this is a much better series than the Pacific. I like the Pacific, but this is much more cohesive, um, band of brothers is I would rank ahead of it, but this is really good. And then obviously shows like Chernobyl. Um, Hmm. but, but for me, the list isn't real long of the many series that HBO has done that I just think are out of this world. Great. This is one of them. This is one of them. I probably could count on maybe one hand. Um, the number of the, as far as the mini series that didn't, yeah, they don't only the have, series. cause this is only set. This is seven episodes mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's, it's as long as they need to be like, they're not, they don't, this thing doesn't feel stretched thin. Like it moves, it, feel it like moves I, real quick from one episode to the next.
0: But I don't feel like an eighth episode really would have added that much. Like I felt like I felt this is paced really, really well. Seven episodes is all it needed and that's the perfect amount. Yeah. Really enjoyable.
1: It is. It's tremendous. And like, there's not any real motivation for anybody to make anything now that's like, there'd have to be another conflict or something, you know, which Mm -hmm. hopefully there's not. I mean, I, I love the military and I love military shows, but I mean, I'm cool if we're not getting involved in another conflict. Um, Yeah. But hashtag concur. Yeah. Yeah, this this thing's great. Um it doesn't feel like it's it's less cinematic I think than something like Black Hawk Down. Only because Black Hawk Down's got like such a stronger color grade over everything. Like it's mm-hmm. more stylized. This isn't really a stylized look. This is the the film footage isn't really doctored up a whole lot. It's 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 clean, but it doesn't look I don't know. They did a good job where it just feels authentic. Like mm-hmm. nobody's clean in there. Like everybody's stuff's just covered in dirt and sweat. And like, it, it feels lived in the whole, the whole show yeah. feels really lived in all the equipment feels beat up, which it really is. I mean, these guys were having to pay to fix their own Humvees, um, mm-hmm. put make repairs. Yeah. The, the they to make their own repairs. Like it's a really, in some ways it's a, it's an impressive look at our military. And in some ways it's a damning look at our military too, as far as, mm-hmm. but I'm convinced the Marines are just given crappy stuff to keep them angry. And <laughs> I think the show even, I think the show even mentions that there's just like, yeah. they don't give us, it's not like the army that gets all the latest stuff. Like they give us crappy stuff to just keep us mad because mm-hmm. they are, they're America's pit bull. That's the Marine yeah. Corps.
0: So we send them out when we really want to do damage.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're ready in a moment's <laughs> notice to do damage too. Yeah. Yeah. The Marine, nobody's better at breaking stuff than the the United States Marine Corps.
0: Like you mentioned Black Hawk down, like in Black Hawk down, it, you know, when the little scroll, the beginning that the Ridley Scott scroll, the beginning of his film, you know, he doesn't say to, you know the U S sent 20,000 troops, you know, to Somalia to kind of keep the peace. He says the U S sent 20,000 Marines to keep the peace. You know, he like it's spelled out. No, we sent those Marines. They kept the peace, you know? Oh yeah. (laughs) They made people back down.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, oh man. So final thoughts,
1: final thoughts is I probably going to watch this in the next two to three days again (laughs) is my final thought. I love that. I love this show and it's not, it's it's not purely laughs. Like it gets very poignant Mm -hmm. near the end, you know, of what, some of the futility of uh, of the conflict and, and just the situation they'd find themselves in.
0: And it's not afraid to approach some of those subjects of how do you deal with prisoners of war or how do you deal with enemy combatants and like how to deal with, I mean, P- PTSD kind of in some situations, you know? Yeah. It's. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is a, this is a real look at, at, uh, at 2000, you know, circa 2003, March to Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't even matter how, how you feel politically or how you feel about that conflict at all. Like it, we're not, we're not saying you got to feel one way or another, because this is a really just an honest look at a group of guys that this was their job. These mm-hmm. were their orders. Yeah. And this is what happened. And it's, yeah. it's entertaining. It's enlightening. It's funny. It works on Every level you would want something like this to work on. So, yeah, totally recommend it if somebody's just not, if they've heard about it and then forgot about it, because it has been out for a long time now. But yeah, Generation See, Kill. It's, on, it's it's on Max. It is Max. I'm still
0: getting used to Our that. Hope. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even then, like, there's jokes that Max is going to just sell all this stuff and, you know, license it all out and just kill it. Is Pepsi going to buy him?
1: I don't know, maybe, you know, might as well. Let just relabel it Pepsi Max. (laughs) Bad joke. (laughs) I didn't see that one coming.
0: I should have, but that's terrible that I did not. Oh my goodness. All right.